You guys are listening to the Bats Cannon Podcast. Wow. Did you know that David Fincher directed the music video for Janie's Got a Gun? Nope. So, there you go. That's something to keep in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the That's Canon Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Auger, and with me is my very best friend in the entire world, Jacob. (laughs) You always do it so quietly. It's Jacob. (laughs) Uh, How are you doing, man? I'm great. Thanks for asking. I I forgot what I was going to say already. It's the top of the show. Top of the show, and I've already... um, yeah. News. Yeah. So what's in the news? Joe Biden fell know. down the stairs. Did he really? Yeah, something. I don't know. Oh. Something like that. I don't know why I'm like like I feel like I feel like my voice was like really concerned about that, but like mm. I, I really don't care. I just was confused. Was yeah, just he didn't confused. hurt himself. Yeah, he just kind of tripped, and I, I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I don't. Whatever. Well, once he takes the immigrant kids out of cages, I'll feel bad about him falling. But until then, I hope he falls every day. Who's to say? Maybe um, they're related. <laughs> no way to know. Uh, so last week we kind of forgot some important news we said there was a it was a light news week but like i also just forgot that the oscar nominations <laughs> came out yep um which are all very similar to all the other award shows pretty much it is similar but i do think it's important to know that maria baklava from Borat's subsequent movie film was nominated for an oscar for best supporting wow. actress there the you go that the fact that a a woman that was the co-star of Borat is an Oscar-nominated person is insane. How nice! It's it's it kind of sucks though that it's not nominated for Best Picture. It should be nominated for Best Picture. I mean, the Oscars <laughs> were never going to do that. This is already their sort of reach. It's just letting her show up. So, uh. I don't know. Maybe. There are movies that we have decided that we're going to watch um, from the Oscars. We've already seen Judas and the Black Messiah. We have we will have already seen Mank by the time this comes out. Or, or no, by the time the Oscars roll around, I mean. Um, One of these days. We've already seen The Trial of the Chicago 7. And what am I, what am I missing? Promising Young Woman. Oh, that's right. And we've already seen Promising Young Woman. So... The other four nominated being Minari, The Father, Faja, which will be available on video on demand the day this episode is released. So go watch The Faja. Um, Sound of Metal, which I've seen and love, as well as... Oh, of course. Nomad Nomad Land. Yes. (laughs) And... Which and, you've also seen and also loved. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'll rewatch that. Maybe, who knows? Maybe I will, maybe I just wasn't in the mood for it. Maybe it will, Francis McDormand's performance will touch me in a way that I didn't think I was capable of being touched. Who knows? And maybe I'll love it. I mean, I do think she's great in it. I don't know. I We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, maybe we should watch that one together. So that I can, like, viscerally react to everything and then be able to look over at your face and see if your if your reactions are correct yes okay <laughs> yeah because because you 
or the your I uh, mean America's premier movie critic. Right, exactly. Whose opinions are always correct and is never wrong. Exactly. So it would be nice to be able to watch it in your presence and then, you know, I'd be able to really understand, you know. Um but so yeah, so we'll watch those the week before the Oscars. Um so we got a I mean, we got a lot of stuff on the rise, you know. Next week I know, right? Next week Godzilla vs. Kong. Very excited. Which I, yeah, Very like, excited to see him duke it out. My two favorite big boys. <laughs> love that. Love, and, love to, you know, just going to work out their problems. They're just going to, that's how, that's how men resolve issues. You beat each other up and then. And destroy cities in the process. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, if you're extra big, you know, but I, I think that I wouldn't be surprised. I think that's sort of, that's maybe like a dark horse twist. We're all saying who's going to win Godzilla or Kong. I think there's a chance that they could like kiss. <laughs> what if they fall in love? What if it becomes, I don't know, something like that. Or, or maybe they, I don't know, become friends or something. Does Godzilla vs. Kong just end up retiring on Brokeback Mountain? That would then... be something, right? <laughs> that would be, I will say this, unexpected. It would, it would I bet be. people are not thinking that that's what's going to happen. That would be a very weird turn to take. But it could, I would be, it could be very artfully done. I mean, it could be it could be beautiful. It could be. <laughs> it could be. You know, sort of like a metaphor for like interracial love and like the, you know, the barriers that you have to overcome societally when people don't want you to love who you love. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, because I support this. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think that Godzilla and King Kong should kiss. <laughs> yes okay man uh, what a good idea that is yeah and don't you know edit that out they're gonna steal that for the sequel no 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 don't no, no, no. don't let We're, them don't let them steal if we like, if that's we, a billion gross if we right edit there. it out then we won't be able to get our movie check mm. when it okay, happens that's true. and we, we can, can be like claim. here's the proof yeah exactly we'll take them to court okay, yeah that's a good idea yeah. yeah it's in it's in okay godzilla vs kong 2 um the yeah. kiss of the kiss of Kong. <laughs> See, but it has to be a surprise. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. So it won't it won't be in the advertising at all. And then like <laughs> all of the people will get there and like Godzilla and Kong will just start kissing and they're what like if it's like minute thirty. Yeah, no, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, immediately. Okay. <laughs> immediately, right away. And they're like, What? And they're like, Well, I guess I'll stay. Maybe that was a joke. And it's just constant, <laughs> just the entire time. <laughs> but you know what happens by the end? There's a tear in everyone's eyes. They're, everyone's crying. Yeah. They can't believe it's so beautiful. A love story like we've never seen. So that would be nice anyway. That would be cool. That's what I want to see. You're an auteur. Yes. You're a master of auteur cinema. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I mean, very similar to the other master of auteur cinema that we're going to talk about today Zack Snyder. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think I would call him an auteur. Really, I th I think that he has uh, he's an auteur in the same way that Michael Bay is an auteur. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Yes. They both have unique visions and they do their best to execute them, and they almost universally fail. And uh, so <laughs> and so he is like Michael Bay in that way. No. No. <laughs> that's that's just simply not true. That's, that is true. I don't. Yeah. I think that that's a very apt comparison. I think that that you there's no way you can look at Zack Snyder's these just these three movies. There's a, which is Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman: The Ultimate Edition, and 
uh, or Dawn of Justice, the Ultimate Edition, and then Zack Snyder's Justice League, and and not and, and then look at Transformer movies, and then say they are like on par with like a cinematic, as like a cinematic Man, experience. Man of Steel is Transformers tier, absolute garbage, and Man, Justice League and the other one are a step up in ambition, but other than that, in terms of what's successful, it's really pretty similar. Man. Okay, so so we <laughs> we started this podcast by saying that we have completely different opinions on things and we're mostly gonna argue. And then that just hasn't happened. And then we even commented about yeah. that a couple weeks ago. And we're like, we don't ever argue about anything. We seem to have the same take. But we're going to fight today. But today we have our boxing like gloves Like our on. great our great predecessors, King Kong and Godzilla. I'm Godzilla, which means you are King Kong and lose. I'm Superman. Of course you are Batman, which means you get your ass kicked. Uh, <laughs> yes, we are. We're going to do battles. So, so I would like to preface this argument with there's a thing that I learned about Jacob that I didn't know was a thing that just people thought, but we, we are fundamentally different in that Jacob wants the theatrical cuts of everything. He wants a slimmed down version. Just give him the good stuff where, where, you know, give him the important plot stuff. Um, and I, I think you're propagandizing with that, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. And and I like director's cuts. I like the fat on it. I uh, which doesn't make sense, right? The editor cuts it, out the parts of the movie that are bad. It's not that it's bad. It's it, just it's not as important. It's not to the necessary. Plot. It doesn't matter. It adds nothing. And so, I, why would you watch it? Because I like seeing the director's vision. I like seeing the the whole picture. You know. I guess. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so, so, so I went into this not realizing that a person could have the opinion that Jacob has. Apparently, there are people that are like that. I can't <laughs> fathom anybody wanting to watch a four-hour movie. Yeah, but but then, well, I mean, but not even not even that. I mean, like, just like, well, I guess Lord of the Rings is also four hours. Like, I want to watch the extended versions of the theatrical ones. Not in a million any years. day. Literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> no movie should you ever watch the. <laughs> The director's cut. So unless maybe if there's something that like the studio cut that like is interesting, but it's almost universally not. I think that uh, directors are egotistical maniacs and that you need someone who's going to because all they want, they want to add everything. They think everything is great. They think everything is good. They think that all of their ideas are good. And because they're in charge, no one's going to tell them no. And so you need someone who says, we don't need this. We don't need the scene of the German children singing a hymn to Aquaman. Icelandic we don't, children. We don't need that. And we don't need that. <laughs> right? We don't need that. And <laughs> and that's why you have an editor. And you you your editor goes, hey, Zach, we're going to pass on that one. We're not going to do the, we're not going to do the 30 minute dream sequence where Batman says fuck to the Joker. We're not going to do that. And it you take that out and then you have a much more pleasant experience. So so yes. So that so we now that we've gotten that out of the way. <laughs> we we do have a lot of the same opinions on some of the stuff that happens within these movies. 
Um, and we'll talk about them. We're going to talk about the good. We'll talk about the bad. We'll talk about maybe there's a little bit of differences in that. Cause like, you know, I, I enjoy man of steel where you very much hate man of steel, but that is something that is completely different about us is that, is that Jacob is a theatrical cut guy. I am an extended cut director's cut guy. And, uh, and I, and I didn't know that I always in my head always has been the director's cut is always better. And then, and then, uh, does it make sense? And I didn't, and I didn't know that, that people universally didn't think yeah, that way. No, that's absolutely. And because the other person that I know that thinks that way or, or the other people I know, they're all, they're all film guys. They're all, so it's like, it makes sense. Like, it's like, Oh, we're the ones that want to write and direct things. And so we like the director's stuff. And that's like, elitist it, i'm no, the biggest film guy you know but i'm not i'm not saying that like we're better i'm just saying that that's who i've surrounded myself with so so i didn't know i just didn't know as i I, didn't know. I I talked to you about it yesterday and i'll stand by this every movie should be 90 minutes that should be a i i don't know that it's fair to say that that should be a law punishable by death <laughs> but every movie should be 90 minutes well, when you, when Obama puts us in charge, yeah, I which, antici- I'm anticipating that the government will fall and we will we will soon be appointed sort of co heads of state. Right. I, I am assuming that that will happen soon, and so yeah, when that happens, yes, making a movie longer than ninety minutes will be punishable by death. <laughs> Although maybe you'll find me about it. Maybe you can either have a movie that's under ninety minutes or over three hours. Those are the two <laughs> types of movies. That's our that's our government. That's like the I, kind of pledge that we'll make on, to the American on, people. Honestly, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, okay. Like, because like there are movies that I think are perfect at ninety minutes. Like Hot Rod. Hot Rod's short. Hot Rod's perfect. I don't need a three hour cut of Hot Rod. But like I do want a three hour cut of every marvel movie wow yeah okay there you go see there you that i I could not be less interested in that (laughs) um i just want all the good stuff just give me all the good stuff that's the good stuff to me superheroes fighting that's good stuff so now let me let me before we get into this okay we've watched transformers and you've now seen these if you have to watch one of those in- franchises in their entirety a second time, are you doing the Zack Snyder trilogy or are you doing the six Transformers movies? Well, this is less runtime, so I take this. Okay, but like, what do you? What would you? I mean, like, what would you enjoy watching more? Yeah, like, look, obviously it, you're hate watching. It was a joke. Point. The Man, Man <laughs> of Steel is better than Transformers. It's bad and it's executed very badly, but it is it's a better technical movie, right? Okay, okay. It doesn't do the bad things that Transformers does. It's. It, I would pick these though. I would only watch half of Justice League because movies shouldn't be four hours long. Fair. Okay. Um, so let's get into it. Let's talk about, let's, let's talk about Man of Steel. So, okay. so Man of Steel is the origin. It's a, it's an origin story of Superman. Um, basically Superman is sent away from Krypton as Krypton's kind of like on its last legs there. Um, and he's sent with what was invented for this, the, the Kryptonian codex, which is, I guess the, 
this I'm still a little like I'm not entirely sure yeah, what this, this is like. This plot is stupid as hell. But but it's I guess it's it's really just serves a a purpose of like I guess it's it's how you can restart Kryptonian life. It's like the data bank of yeah. All it's life. the thing that makes Zod care to go right. to it's Earth, it's just a MacGuffin to make that yes. happen. Um, it's the thing that you need to have the bad guy find Superman and then try to fight him for it. Um, so Superman is sent to Earth. He doesn't know he's like has this in his body. Um, and he doesn't know he's Kryptonian or anything because he's a small baby. Um, it's so li- stupid. And then babies are so dumb they don't know anything. Right. And then he, you know, learns he's Superman as he grows up. He realizes he has powers. Eventually, he finds like this old ship and he talks to his dad that's like a memory of his dad but like somehow can like also it has its own consciousness to be clear his kryptonian dad correct he correct. has two dads that's Superman right. has he's got, he's got kevin costner and russell crowe and they are gay and they kiss <laughs> no i'm kidding although that would be an interesting element also he has krypton dad parents and earth parents yes and so he finds a ship of his krypton parents runs a kryptonian ship it's not his it's like fifteen thousand years old and he uses the key that um he was given when he was a small child um on a ship that only happened like 30 years ago and somehow that activates the fifteen thousand year old ship and he can talk to his dad um and then he becomes superman and then he's superman and then michael shannon or general zod whatever you want to call him i like saying michael shannon um, Michael Shannon eventually comes to Earth and search for the Codex. They're searching worlds. They find it. Uh, well, they find uh, Superman, Kal-El, if you will. And they're like, you know where the Codex is. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but would you please leave Earth? And then they say no, and then they fight. And then it's just fighting um, for the last hour it's of the It's really movie. sort of more slamming into each other yeah. in walls but <laughs> yes yes um so that's the quick plot synopsis of uh of superman then we get batman verse verse superman um and yeah so batman verse superman so it sort of starts at the end the tail end of uh of batman or of of uh man of steel where Michael Shannon's character is inflicting this massive damage onto Metropolis by way of this terraforming machine. And so long story short, I think it's a sort of a parable for, for nine 11 and it happens and it destroys the city and a bunch of people die and you get Bruce Wayne. And this is also sort of interspersed with his origin story, which we've all seen a thousand times. Um, And then Bruce uh, is in Metropolis. I guess they have an, an office there or something. I guess. And he's trying to sort of help the people um, escape from the wreckage. And, you know, he sees Superman and I think blames him for this. Yes. Says, like, this conflict is one that you brought here. And so, like, you're the one who's responsible for all of his death and destruction. And so Batman is on this, like, He's like, he's mad at Superman. Um, And then also, Lex Luthor is mad at Superman. 
also just, just because he doesn't like things that aren't from this world. Not, and, it's not really even that, right? He doesn't even say that, does well, he? Well, he likes he he. It's not really well it, defined. Yeah, no, we'll get into it. He but but like, basically, he doesn't like Superman. He doesn't like Superman, and so Lex Luthor um, sort of sets up this scheme that, to trick Batman into fighting Superman. And then while that's going on, he accesses Superman's ship from the last movie. He creates a, a new enemy by fusing his blood with the Krypton machine. And then Superman and Batman work out their differences um, because they're your we'll, we'll, mom. We'll get it. Okay. We'll get into it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And, uh, and then they realize, you know, we got to team up to deal with this guy. And then Wonder Woman comes out of nowhere. And she's really great. And they battle the guy, and uh, they own him. But in order to kill him, Superman has to sort of trade himself for the other guy. The night Nightmare, what is his name? Uh, uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Yeah, so Superman kills Doomsday, but at the cost of his own life. And so then you get sort of a sad little funeral scene. But then at the end, the, like, Earth moves above his casket implying that perhaps perhaps we're not done with superman yes and then we go into the new Zack snyder's justice league which we are we're we're talking about this because we're doing the Zack snyder trilogy so we did not watch the original justice league um that came out because that has basically nothing to do with this one vastly different stories um which is crazy because it it's crazy that that happened but we'll we can talk about that later but this is basically you know spoilers watch this first or watch the movie first or read about it if you don't want to watch it but um we're going to spoil it but this has batman collecting all the people that are going to be make up the justice league flash cyborg wonder woman and aquaman and himself, and then um, in the in the wake of Superman's death, these three boxes have awoken on Earth, and you come to find out that Darkseid, um, who is a very big, powerful Thanos-like villain, although technically he came before Thanos, and like both in comics and and everything, but, but I mean that's what pop culture can reference him to. Um, Darkseid had like left these boxes here hundreds and thousands of years ago or whenever it was I don't know when it was a long time ago um and basically he lost those boxes but they're awakening and within if they're all together they can like destroy all life and just wipe out the earth or anything they could do that um and Steppenwolf is a general of his who comes back um, to Earth and finds them and he's trying to collect them and, and basically do that and he's like if I wipe out Earth then I'll be good again um, and, with Darkseid and Justice League tries to stop that and then they use one of the mother boxes to end up uh, bringing Superman back to life and then they fight also Cyborg also Cyborg um, and then there's a big epic showdown and then they win. Um, 
and Darkseid doesn't get his boxes, nor does he get the anti-life equation, which we'll talk about later. Um, but that's also another thing that he wants, that also he realizes is on Earth and forgot about. Um, this is, so, so yeah. So, and that's what happens. The Justice League wins. They're all happy. For the no, time being. For the time being. Um, but then it does end with, like, this weird nightmare sequence with, like, Batman, where I guess in, in some dream of his, but his, his dreams seem to have, like, they seem to, like, the one he had in Batman vs. Superman ended up kind of happening with the pair of demons and attacking. So, like, maybe in this one, he kills Lois Lane at some point, and then uh, Superman's pissed. And Superman wants to kill everybody. Um, and he has to team up with the Joker in a really bad scene. And uh, and nothing really got resolved or anything. It's just like, then he wakes up from his nightmare. But I think in the, yeah. So, so that's all that happened. So we'll talk about it more in depth now. But that's the general plot synopsis of those three movies. All directed by Zack Snyder. They're Zack Snyder's vision for... The DC extended universe, which is which Warner Brothers has said, this is not canon. Well, they said the new Justice League is not canon. Um, they're like, we're not doing it, which doesn't make sense. I mean, I feel I feel like they're obligated now to go back to Zack Snyder. So, like Warner Brothers, like like so. Before we talk about the movies, let's just talk about the cinematic universes and. Like, whether you like them or not, which I know you don't, and I i mean, I don't like, I'm not like, everything should be a cinematic universe. I think if it's done well, like, like Marvel did it, I think it works. DC has, like, tried so hard to do what Marvel did, but in, like, a third of the time. And, and they keep rushing everything. Like, they're like, oh, Marvel's been doing this for seven years, we have to do it right now. Um... And then they rush everything, and then nothing works, and then they get mad that it's not working. And it's like, well, you didn't spend the time to develop it. So, like, when you force it, then it kind of sucks. And then also, when you have a guy like Zack Snyder who has a very specific vision, and then despite greenlighting his, like, 290-page script, and then going, wait, none of this is what we want to do. We're firing you, and we're writing a new script, and we're doing new research. Like, like they still they greenlit that, and then and then they backed it out of it at the last moment. Like you're hurting yourself there, and then yeah, nothing is, and then you break the whole story up, and then it just it it fell to shit. Yeah, I mean and, that's like, and now they're really trying again yeah. to like well, stick to something. Yeah, the issue, the cinematic universe concept is like based around you have a bunch of characters and then they all converge in the in the Avengers movies or in the Justice League movies right but you don't get that because there's I think at the time what did you only have two solo movies Man of Steel yeah. and Wonder Woman no no Wonder Woman came after this okay so there you go you had Man of Steel and you had Batman vs Superman Batman vs Superman and technically the Su Suicide Squad movie happened but that doesn't really play into this at all so I mean yeah but yeah, that's all you had. It was a clear effort, like you said, they, that what they wanted to do was get to the payoff movie without setting that up. And so then you get to it. And I think that it became clear before the Snyder, before he got fired even, that like it wasn't going to, 
even if it would have done okay, it wasn't going to work out the way they wanted it to. And so they just canned him, I think, to try and save face and just do something. And then they hired Joss Whedon and his movie was, of course, miserably bad. And, you know, they just <laughs> completely fell on their face and uh, in, terrible in the process. Right. And, and now, like, I kind of thought Wonder Woman was okay. Like, I liked it. And I liked Aquaman. Yeah, Wonder and, Woman was, I thought, fine, and Aquaman was pretty good. Yeah, and and I and I really liked Shazam as well. So it's like after the failed payoff movie, they started making what I thought to be like, I mean, like, like that's that's where they should have started. <laughs> it was like not with yeah, they should have started with these other successful solo movies to build up to that. But of they course, like, yeah. but it came. All after because that's the, the other the other thing. Every movie you make is a commercial for the next one, right? So if you you know that, that's the the post credit scene, right? You and then you put all five post credit scenes together, and then you know whatever, and right, and and so the notion that you're falling, I think they probably felt like they were falling behind, but you know they're not, right? Because you just do it on your own time. Yeah, you don't have to. Com- I mean, you you do compete with Marvel, but people see two movies, right? You can yeah. <laughs> make a good movie and then make a good movie after Marvel makes a good movie and establish your own thing and do it the right way. So that's and that's a big problem that we find with Justice League is that they have to. A lot of the four hour runtime is setting up Flash and Cyborg, who are introduced in this movie for for the Justice League, and so. Like, and I, we can talk about it more in detail later, but, like, you you have to spend time – Zack Snyder does understand that, at least, that, that you can't just throw these people in. And the other – I haven't seen it, but as I understand it, they're mostly just introduced and then you move on. Like, you don't, yeah. you don't even go into backstory motivations or anything at all. And the lore is the most important thing, I feel like, to everyone, to make that as consistent as possible. And so when you don't flesh it out, I think that it, uh, it cheapens it for people. Right. So so DC and Warner Brothers by extension of that really they really fumbled this and it yes, seem and yeah. it seems like they're continuing to fumble it for like it's like it's like everybody wanted the Zack Snyder thing, right? Like why like in in they're at at the they're like fuck that other thing. This is what we want. And whether it's good or not or whether you like it or not, it's like Give the if like if you're going to be in the business of like retconning and giving the people what they want, then just continue giving the people what they want, as opposed to being like, "We'll give you this now. Shut up. We're and still doing this that's other like thing." One of the things is like none of his movies gross like Marvel movies do. Yeah, that's one of and and I think it's clear that they were looking to go into the billion dollar movie arena, which is not something Zack Snyder has ever done. His I think his movies are a little too off putting and a little not normal enough i guess i don't yeah. know for and so i think that that was i think that eventually they worked out that the return on investment wasn't going to be what they wanted and then realistically what they should have done just not hired him in the first place right but you know of course they didn't do that so here we are right um so now let's talk about it let's talk <laughs> about man of steel all right what do you like about man of steel um I asked this first just because I know that we're going to talk a lot about what we don't like. Yeah. But. I think Henry Cavill's good. I like also, um, what's her name who plays Lois Lane? Amy Adams. Yeah. I, I think they're both good. I think I think it's all 
it's all cast well. Yeah. I think it, really in every movie, I think it's all cast well, but it's just the stories is what's lacking. Like, oh, I love Michael Shannon also. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, Kevin Costner, he's a guy. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, <laughs> he's a very dad actor. He's very yes. middle-aged. Dennis, not Dennis, Dennis Quaid, I think. So I'm thinking of dad type actor who, uh, you know, plays a small town Kansas dad. Exactly. And, but so, and, and so that's the one thing that I will say that I think is like an absolutely great thing about this is I think that, I think the casting was, was fantastic. Now we have some differences on the story, but I have some issues with the story okay. as well. Um, but first I'll talk about the stuff I like. I do like, I really love the scene of like Superman, like as a little kid and like hearing everybody's like voices and stuff and kind of like, I guess, realizing that he has, that he's unique in some, some way. I like seeing that as part of the origin. I liked seeing like him, like, like locking himself in that closet and like not knowing what to do because he's like, is just sensory overload. Um, I thought that that was interesting um but then also i don't like um the role of his father and Ke- kevin costner pa pa papa kent jonathan kent um i think he is kind of uh he's a he's a terrible dad of superman yeah i think that he doesn't really get it that's like so his big thing is that like early on he works out that this kid is not a person, not a human. He's like, you know, a super person. And so his entire stick is like, look, you need to hide this. No one can know. It has to be a secret because you're different. And if you're different, then people will, you know, resent you. And including there's a, there's a scene where as um, Clark's school bus falls into a river and he saves everyone, of course, using his super strength. And his dad accosts him about it and says, you shouldn't have done that. And then Clark says, what, am I you know, just supposed to let everyone die? And then you find out that a kid saw him and it was a whole, it's a whole deal. And the kid is now scared of him. Um, but, you know, that's, uh, that was like his whole shtick is like, even though you're great, you basically have to never tell anyone because I think he thought it was for his own good or whatever. And and that makes sense, but then the things that happen that follow, I think, don't make sense, such as his dad, um, like, sacrificing himself in the Twister. To save like, a dog. Yeah, to, to save the dog. I mean, like, which, yeah, I love dogs, but I mean, come on, man. I, I, but it's like, what didn't make sense is, like, why would his dad sacrifice like like there has to be an arc right there has to be some kind of character arc and that would have been a perfect time for him to be like hey you're a man now like and you can save everybody like this is this is when it's like go save go save the dog i guess you know right. like like and and uh and that would have been you know maybe some a coming to a coming to realization moment for his dad to realize like it is better for for him to be Superman to be, you know, because like at this point, but it's like it's like and then he like died and he he like stared at him the whole time was like, this is it, son. Like, yeah. I, I'm not even going to try to run away. 
Like, I'm just going to stand here and just know that I'm sacrificing myself for this dog. Yeah. And, like, it just all felt very unnecessary. And it doesn't really, I think, I feel like the, like, come to Jesus moment for Superman doesn't really ever happen. I feel like he just sort of is, like, he just sort of arrives at being Superman, like, rather than saying, he, he like, he never comes to terms with, like, my dad was wrong. Yeah. That's, like, never a realization he has. He's never, like, you know, I love the guy, but he was wrong. And I, like you said, I can't save everyone. I, I am special, and so I'm going to use that for good, even if people are confused about it. Right. But, like I said, I it, he, so it feels like the conclusion is unearned, and it does he doesn't get there. But, like I said, he, he arrives there, but without I, the proper credentials. So, right. you know, I, I thought that that was, uh, like you said, not great. Yeah. And then, you know, I don't necessarily have an issue with, like, Michael Shannon um, needing to, like, like find this, the Codex thing. Because his whole th- MO is, I have to... Um, like I have to restart Krypton, and that's like, and that's right. the that is the thing that is more important than ever. And that's him. so that's actually a plot point. the 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 Codex is like it's like a genetic map of future generations, and so they. I don't know if you've ever read Plato's Republic. I have not, but in Plato's Republic, he it's like the optimal government form according to Plato. And one of the elements of that is that everyone in society knows exactly what their role is and they're born to do a certain thing and you stick to that and that some people are leaders and some people are garbage men, right? right? And if you're a garbage man, then you go, I defer to the leaders because you know it's best for me. So you don't need to have a democracy basically is what he says, which is, uh, in my opinion, absolute bullshit. But <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the codex functions in a similar way and all of the – future Kryptonians are stored there. And so they are all defined by whatever those people wanted them to be. But um, Superman is a natural birth. They say he's the first one in generations who is a natural birth, which means that he has no defined purpose. So Zod, given that he was a Kryptex, whatever baby, he was born to be a general. And so that's like his thing is he has to keep, Krypton going because that's his, his destiny, but Superman isn't. He can he can forge his own destiny. Yeah, but a thing that I saw, I so this is not my take, but like or, originally, um, it, it did it did kind of taint what I how I view the movie though because but uh, a guy that I very much respect is this guy Mark Bernardin, and he talked about how there should have been some kind of internal conflict within General Zod at the end because, like, once he lost the battle, right, like, he lost. Mm-hmm. His, his, He's not powerful. His, his world engine was destroyed. His team was all gone. Like, it's just him. And then he, like, doubles down on, like, I have to kill Superman. But the thing is, is if he kills Superman, even though he's mad that he lost, Krypton's that goes that should that should go against his programming mm-hmm. like that he, like he's the last son of krypton and he's got the codex and if you kill him you lose that like 
so he should have had some kind of internal conflict there, and that wasn't explored at all. Okay. And I think that that would have been a cool thing to do. Um, but instead, you have Superman kill him, and Superman's kind of whole thing is that he, like, doesn't kill people. And, like, and, like if you go against that for, like, Batman, I think that that's kind of okay. Like, but, like, Superman's whole thing is that, like, like that's, like, his identity. It's like, I'm a good boy. Mm-hmm. And for him to kill somebody, I think, is bad. Um, like, Batman is less of a good boy, you know? Like, sort of a morally gray. Yeah, he's and, and he's always been morally gray. And then there are some iterations where he doesn't kill people and that's his thing. And then there are some where, you know, he's like, I'm killing everybody. And yeah. and like in this one, very much this, this, the Ben Affleck one in the next movie is very much the I don't care and I'm killing everybody. But I think Superman should always be just like a pillar of like I, ideal goodness. And but it's the point, I guess in the movie is he kills Zod and that that's, he learns then to never kill again. He's like, this is like, that's the killing he had to do to like, learn that that's like not a thing, but you don't need that. Yeah. Like, I've not... never murdered anybody and I know you shouldn't murder people. Yeah. Like I don't need to murder to learn that. So, so like I have an issue with that with Zack Snyder. I think that honestly, like the, the part that really, I just agree wholeheartedly with Mark Bernard in here. He's like, General Zod should have killed himself because they realized that he can't complete his mission and he can't and he also can't kill Krypton or the future of Krypton and that he should have sacrificed himself. And I think that would have been I think that makes perfect sense. There you go. I support that. Yeah, I hadn't. uh, Yeah, that's not the kind of, uh, I guess, thing that I, I think about in terms of like the lore. I'm never really that concerned with like connecting. I didn't know that Superman didn't kill people. So uh, when he killed, I, I so it's it's interesting because I watched it and I didn't really think anything of that, and then I saw like online that there was a lot of criticism of it at the time for that, and I was like, huh, okay, I didn't know that he didn't do that, so I was confused by that. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, I think that like Zod is like realistically the the point of Zod, it's like he is you make Superman pick between being a person. Or being a Kryptonian, right? Right. And he picks being a human being even though he's really not a human being. And it's like, I feel like that internal conflict is... Because, like I said, there's it's like, am I human or aren't I? But also, like, I belong here. Like, I don't feel like that's... That's like, the, I feel like the natural thing to explore here that's in a kind of goes unexplored. I feel like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I, I, um, you know, I didn't. That, that's uh, I didn't really think about that at all <laughs> when, no, yeah. when watching it. But yeah, I mean, I guess I just kind of went into it with the expectation that he would choose humanity because that's where he is and, from. I mean, like, right. it, like really, like you're a you're a product of how you were raised, right? Like sure. not where you were born, right? And so. He was raised here on Earth. He was raised by good people. Like he was, and it's know. like, I feel like that kind of the thing about Superman that has always irked me is that he basically is God, which they get into a little later. But he like he's one. And I feel like Marvel does like X Men is I think a good example of this is you have a guy and he's got one superpower. Yeah. He can jump really high, and there you go. And Superman is like vaguely, extremely strong and powerful 
and he can fly, and he has x-ray vision, and he has lasers, and he can hear everyone's thoughts, and he can, uh, you know, talk to girls, you know, <laughs> he's he's got all the, all the powers that you could want. And, like, that makes the character uninteresting to me, because he's, at his core, can basically never lose unless you introduce, like, some sort of... One, like kryptonite, which just makes him weaker. Or two, like some sort of galactic level thing, which that's when I really kind of start to lose interest, honestly, is when you get the, like the aliens, like when it's like... Oh, you're not an alien fan? No, I don't like when you... But you like alien. Yeah, but it's like not. It's I don't. It's not like I dislike <laughs> aliens as a concept. I, I, no, I don't it's like it. It's the, the, you have to do this alien thing because there's no other being who could ever be as powerful as Superman. Yes. So and, and I and I think that's a totally like I don't necessarily. I I agree that like they were basically. I mean, he's like this first or second superhero ever. And they just gave him all this stuff. And then, like, they were like, we shouldn't have done that. And yeah. now we're not going to do that for future people. And then people. over time, yeah, and, you get... And, and it becomes more a focus on their flawed people that are given powers. And so then they have to kind of... They have to face those flaws and, and try to do good and stuff like that. And, and I think that that's what has worked out in the future of superheroes is... You know, like it just made him better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> made him better. Exactly. And but I but I don't hate Superman for the like 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 I'm not uninterested by Superman. Like so we we are different there. But what ended up kind of happening was he really doubled down on this like he's a god thing. So, but then didn't do that successfully. Yeah. Uh, are you gonna move on here? I was gonna I reference will. the action in this other movie. Oh oh yeah yeah. So. Man of Steel has, I think, probably the worst action I've ever seen in a superhero movie. I absolutely hated it. I, I, I agree. And it's, it's just like two guys flying at each other, and then one guy flies in the other direction. And it's just like flying at things and slamming into things after a guy flew into you. And like that's all the action. And it's like really terrible to watch. It's, it's a lot of just breaking walls. Yeah, like and it's, and yeah, it's and a lot of IHOP. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. The IHOP scene. It's, you know, I like IHOP, so I'll uh, I'll give him a pass on the IHOP sequence. <laughs> it's it was. Uh, I mean, to continue the Transformer comparison, it just had some really bad product placement that wasn't as bad as the Beats pill, and it wasn't as bad as the Bud true. Light. But like, there's a handful. Under Armour makes a couple of appearances in the later movies, also. Yep, and and probably if if we honestly if we went back and watched Man of Steel, I wouldn't be surprised if we just missed some Under Armour. Yeah, but there was a there was a U-Haul truck that was thrown, you know that they'd use that as a weapon. Um, lots of IHOPs. <laughs> yes, so you know, not as bad <laughs> as the Beats pill, not as bad as the Mick Ultra or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, there was some. There's some product placement in this. Yeah. Oh, Mercedes Benz gets a uh, gets a really really nice shout out in the in the Justice League. I think. No, it was a uh, Batman vs Super. Oh Bat- wait, no, no, no. I think it was in both. I think it was both. Okay. <laughs> um. But so moving into Batman vs Superman. Yes. This movie I liked when I watched it. 
And then the more I thought about it, the more I disliked it. I think that it's interesting. This is the one I feel... So when we talked about Batman Returns or whatever, um, we talk about how you have Tim Burton, you know, and he does his thing. And then once he gets the sequel, then he's like, time to reveal my true power level. And he sort of goes buck wild with it. And I feel like this is sort of... Zack Snyder doing that. Hold on. Maybe a little less, but, but I... Batman Returns is infinitely better than Batman. But I'm not talking about the quality of the movie. Oh, okay. Just okay, in okay. terms of trying to assert your let style. loose a little okay. bit more. I feel like this one gets a little a little more like that. And that's I, this was my favorite of the three. And I feel like that's why. I feel like I do enjoy someone going all out into their thing and doing their best. And like you said, I don't think it's executed particularly well, but there are introductions of things that this th- that's the the movie that I thought of when I was watching this was Prometheus because I feel like it introduces ideas that make you go oh well, this is cool I wonder where this goes and then it just never <laughs> never returns I was going to say I kind of put this on the same level as Prometheus like I think that they're pretty similar in I think terms I of- honestly think that that's pretty fair yeah yeah um I so so a big issue I have is I I feel like I mean, we were talking about it yesterday and I feel like I came up with a better part of the movie and I just wish that that's what happened but like you have you have like an I think you have an interesting thing with Batman hating Superman because he destroyed Wayne Enterprises and he killed a bunch of people and Batman cares about people I guess. I mean, like it's and not talked is, about, but like I can, is, I can suspend my belief to to be in that. And this is, I think, the first instance of our lacking setup movies that starts to get in the way. Yes. Because, like you said, Batman is a character that we have seen a thousand different times, and. If you want to put a twist on Batman, you have to establish this one doesn't care about killing people. Right. This one, his parents are dead, but, you know, he doesn't care about that. This one is mad at Superman. This one does this or that, you know. And so you have to, I think, set the ground rules, you know, and this one, Alfred, is like a nuclear physicist. Right. Right. I think that you need to sort of he doesn't live in Wayne Manor. That's another thing. There's, you know, the, the character is different and you need to, I think, set it up. And so basically you're faced with this choice of how do I do this? In my movie, without, you know, just making a Batman movie, because I need to do this other thing. And so, like, it's it's sort of awkward, because, like, the logical thing to do would be to just, you make a Batman movie. Right. You make a Batman movie, and you have him fight Jared Leto's Joker, or whatever, and you establish all of these things, and then in the post credit sequence, then you have metropolis get blown up, and then you can link these movies, right? But instead, you have to sort of hurriedly and haphazardly walk through all of these things and then it leads to the situation where it's not quite clear in the movie because you didn't have time to establish that movie's plot but also the the character so right so like i said that's that's this is sort of um where that starts to happen it's not as egregious i think as it is in justice league but um you and and right. he does the the real problem is that in establishing why Batman is mad at Superman, he can't, I think, establish why Batman or why Lex Luthor is mad 
at Superman. And and so so that's the thing that is like the frustrating part is like Batman appears to have enough like issues that he could go fight Superman. (laughs) But, like, you need to, th- like, but Zack Snyder felt you needed to throw in Lex Luthor so that you can have a way for them to team up together. And and I think that, like, it should be clear, like, it's not like Bat- Batman's like, I'm going to, I'm going to kick his ass. I'm going to, ju- I'm going to, it's like, like a guy who took your lunch money. Like, I'm going to kick his ass. Batman wants to kill Superman. Yes. Batman says explicitly that this guy is too strong. He's too powerful. We cannot let him live if there's even a 1% chance and and this kind of comes out of nowhere. Like I said, this is something you should have established, and it's a little a little jarring to hear because initially he's just sort of like mm, Superman. I hate that guy, and then he's like, I need to kill him. It's like what? So that comes out of nowhere. But um, that's like um, I think something that uh, I lost my train of thought. But <laughs> he says he wants to kill Superman, and it's sort of awkward in the way that it's introduced. Yes, and and that. And, and, you know, I think that you could just have a version of this movie without Lex Luthor. I'm not entirely sure how you bring it all together. Um, but, like, Batman's not twisted enough to, like, go kidnap his mom and, like, try to kill his mom. Like, Batman would just try to kill him. Right. He's not, like, so, like... Because that's, like... The then you can, then you have if you're gonna throw Wonder Woman into it, then have Wonder Woman break it up. I like, was gonna say like, there's like there's a realistically the the problem is that Superman won't fight Batman, right? And so Batman needs a reason for Superman to actually engage, and so that's the where Lex Luthor comes in, like you said, because he's devious and conniving in a way that Batman is not. But I mean, if you're gonna establish that Batman is a ruthless killer who doesn't care in this movie he brands criminals which is there, there's like a they say that like branding the criminals get your ass kicked for, in jail which doesn't I, I don't get why that would be i would think so that would be I, like a mark of honor so i think that that's not actually true because what they had was they had lex lex luther's like guys like paid somebody to go kill the guy with the bat brand in prison so i think that that was like a Lex Luthor setup thing, but there's it wasn't couple, done well. There's a couple of lines of dialogue where they where they imply that that'll get you in trouble in jail. Yeah, but maybe I, it is the Lex Luthor thing. And I didn't get it, but I that's do, that's what I had thought. I do think it's a Lex Luthor like setup, like kind of uh, manipulating the situation, but it's not done well, and you get confused like that because yeah. I I did look it up and I think that that's the conclu- that's the conclusion I came to mm, okay. after like rewatching it a couple of times, but it's it's done bad (laughs) it's done badly um but but yeah i mean if if you have batman be the ruthless guy that he supposedly is he should not care that superman won't fight him you know like he'll he'll he and and bruce wayne is rich enough that he could have got that kryptonite from the indian ocean to gotham himself he did not need he did not need lex luther to do it and then go break into lex luther's place to steal it like Batman could have done his entire plan, you know, like, like Superman's like, hey, I'm not going to fight you again. Um, So next time the bat signal goes up, fucking don't go to it. And then he could have just put up the bat signal anyway himself, which he did. He did put it up himself and then wait for Superman. And then Superman came. But Superman came because of Lex Luthor. But he probably would have come anyway. Yeah. Like, he would have. Like, so you don't need 
Lex Luthor in this in this conflict, and then and then you could have had Wonder Woman come in and stop it yeah. somehow. So that would have been the way to stop it. Wonder Woman is really, really awkwardly shoehorned into this. It's a pretty clear sort of hey, this is coming. Get ready for this. We're gonna have Wonder Woman ready for her. That's gonna be fun. Uh, and she doesn't figure into the plot at all. She doesn't do anything other than just sort of appear on screen in a couple of action sequences. She, oh, there's a, she, the one thing that she does is she steals this like thumb drive that Batman has all of Lex Luthor's data on it, but she can't hack it. And so she just gives it back. (laughs) So like nothing comes of that. And then she just leaves. And so, and like again, I, I I know the game, and I know it's the universe, and I know you gotta you gotta do it, but it's really ham fisted, and it doesn't it's, really work. Well, and, and I think the way that you do it successfully is you have a B plot of Wonder Woman, like she should have doing, mattered, yeah. right? Like you have a B plot of Wonder Woman fighting Doomsday, like that's how you get like Lex Lex Luthor should should just go create Doomsday without trying to like like pin Superman and whatever. And then like wonder woman finds out about that. And wonder woman is like getting her ass kicked by doomsday and then needs to go break up the fight between Batman and Superman to get them to come help like, and give them a reason to stop fighting each other. Like that's how you do it. Yeah. Like, and, but he didn't do that. He didn't do that. So you have like an awkward Wonder Woman introduction, which also everybody knew about ahead of time. I was gonna that say, would have been a perfect if opportunity. If you look at the to... framing, Wonder Woman is like central on the poster. Yeah. It's called Batman vs. Superman, but she's like front and center. Yeah. So it's like I I know that like these things don't matter in the movie, right? But I you know, I don't know. If if I was a I'd be like Hang on, what? Yeah. Like you said, and so it's not surprising. It's no, there's no big reveal, and it and it would have been, I think, a perfect opportunity to be like surprise. Like you didn't even know that Gal Gadot was playing Princess Diana slash Wonder Woman, like, right? And like exactly, now, and and now now look like because that Wonder Woman movie had not come out yet. Like yes. nobody knew. So nobody could have been a reveal. A, you could have done something cool, and they chose not to. And yeah. instead, they were like, "Look, look at her on a plane." Oh no! Like it's it's just the whole the whole movie is just kind of set up poorly. There's also um, one of the other like elements of this is this. There's this sort of like government uh, element. There's the woman who voices Mrs. Incredible is like this senator, and she's beefing with Lex Luthor, and so Lex Luthor like bombs. Congress to like so he like gets this is bizarre He's, he tries to curate different events to make Superman be there when bad things happen so that the world would think that it on him right which like also doesn't make sense because like they it, know that he's not like he wouldn't have like I, I think that the world knows that Superman wouldn't do that. Like, it, but world... it also establishes that, that they're already skeptical of Superman at the beginning of the movie. It, right. There's like a bunch of stuff where because of the Zod thing. So like the the bomb, nothing really comes of it. Yeah. So that's awkward as well. I do want to talk about this. What this movie, like I said, Superman is basically God, and I've I've thought that for like a long time. And this movie has the, some lines of dialogue where they refer to Superman as a god. And I think that, that like, I was like, 
oh, this is interesting. I wonder where this is going to go. I was like, maybe people will like worship Superman. Maybe there'll be a cult of Superman. Maybe people will like sacrifice to Superman. I was like, maybe like, you know, or, or something like that. And, and I was trying to like, as I was watching the movie, I was like, I wonder where it's going to go. I wonder where it's going to take this. Cause this is the thing I think is the most interesting. And then it's just, just, but it's really just some like one-off lines of dialogue from Lex Luthor about, um, you know, I'm going to make God bleed or whatever. And it's like, okay, well, anyway, so it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like it quite figures out where that's supposed to go. Yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't, it, and it, it that would have been a thing that I like. I agree. I was. I I wish it would have talked about that more because I'm a big. I'm just a big religion. I love when things go into religious angles. I think sure. that it's it's interesting and compelling. And and this like like Prometheus also did. It sets up this like, hey, here's this maybe religious right. thing we could talk about that has you know some something to say. And then they're like, but big bang stuff okay. yeah like and not the, the big bang theory i mean like big bangs um yeah. lots of fighting <laughs> so <laughs> i will say i do think that the action is a step up here i do i i, I like, like and i like uh a nightmare i've always forgotten his name i said nightmare last time that was doomsday right. doomsday i like him he does he has this nice little thunder effect that he does it's pretty cool batman's brawl with superman is um is also cool it is pretty nice i it's it's funny because Batman, like, the the way that it works is he just, like, weakens Superman and then he just, like, bonks him on the head. Right. <laughs> well, he, he weakens him and then he fights him. Like, he's been training to be a strong boy. Right. You see a whole Rocky training montage yeah. with, with Ben Affleck. And, and, like, you know, so he's like, so when I weaken him with the kryptonite, I'll be able to kick his fucking ass. And then he does. Like, yeah. He successfully does that. He doesn't really account for the fact that, like, Superman, like, gets his strength back seemingly relatively he just, quickly. Like, walks away like, from the kryptonite, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I did think, like, I, I like that. The thing that is frustrating, and, like, I know that it's been a meme on the internet, and but it's, like, the way that it ends is by, like... Super or Batman about to kill Superman. He's got him. He's going to kill set up. him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He can't get away. He's yep. weakened. He's got the kryptonite spear aimed right at his heart. Yeah. And then like Superman is like, hey, Martha, my mom's Martha. Well, I mean, he doesn't even say that. He just said, you're going to kill Martha. And then Batman freaks out and is yeah. like, why did you say that name? And also, we didn't talk about this. The entire point of getting like a brief opening sequence of like the Batman origin at the very beginning of the movie is solely to, to establish, establish that his mom's name is, is Martha. Also Martha and, yes. and so so he's freaking the fuck out. Um in like in a in a way that is like so it's so overacted it's yeah. so unbelievable that this would be a thing like if I'm Batman and I'm pissed at Superman and I think he's like mocking me on his deathbed and if uh, if I'm this Batman I'm not questioning I'm like oh that's it like <laughs> you said my mom's fucking name and yeah. here's Kryptonite in the heart yeah, I'm not questioning what? you. Like, and then Lois Lane jumps out of nowhere and is like, hey, stop. That's his mom's name, too. And then he's like, oh, okay. Okay. 
And again, like, like it's like, and that's so it's, it's so bad. It's, and it's so corny. It's so the bad. notion. It's like, but it's like, it's okay. So like, this is kind of a weird comparison. But like, imagine a guy who fights in ISIS, a guy who is like, and the reason I say an ISIS guy is because a guy who who probably has some pretty strong convictions. Yes. I believe that those guys probably believe their things that they believe pretty strongly. Like that guy is never going to go out onto the battlefield. Like you are directly responsible for all of the bad things that are happening and I must murder you. And then the guy says your mom's name and you're like, oh, now we actually have to team up to fight ISIS. <laughs> now I'm my, like my beliefs, everything I believe, all of my philosophies are complete 180 because you said my mom's name. Yeah. It's like, it's like how, how mad do you think Ben Affleck got like when he's like at Starbucks and like somebody's like, they're like, coffee yeah, exactly. for Martha. He's like, why did you say yeah, that he's like, he's like rolling around on the ground. <laughs> he like, he like gets in the Batmobile and blows up the entire Starbucks. Like dozens of people die. <laughs> Like no one, it's like Voldemort in Gotham City. No one says it. No one will name their kid Martha. <laughs> he's yeah. He's like at the he's like at the the hospital, and he's like, oh, we just had a new baby girl. And he's like, oh, what'd you name her? Martha. And he's like, give me that baby. You gotta give me that baby. And he's like, <laughs> so yeah, completely bizarre. So. So yeah, so but I but I do I mean like at the end of the day, I enjoyed watching Batman. You know, Superman. And that's like I had one of like the I, things it's like I can't I can't I don't know why, because there's I have a lot of problems with it, yeah. but it was fun. One, like I thought the, it was fun. The thing about this and Justice League, I I can't I will never defend anything about Man of Steel other than Michael Shannon. But um they're pr- they're really pretty watchable. It's to me it's like it's not really fair like I I'm going to complain in Justice League a lot that there's too much setup, but like, it's not bad. You know, like the stuff on screen, I think is pretty well executed. And I think that like, it's entertaining. At least it's like, it's not a bad watch, even for being four hours, it's paced pretty well. And I think that it's a lot of action. And, and like you said, it's, it's, I think pretty good. So even, and this is the same way I, they're not, I will say that they're not boring. Yeah. Right. I think that both of them are are pretty watchable. Right. And so, so anything yeah. else on BVS? Uh, I think we've covered all of the stuff I wanted to cover. Okay. So then, going into the Zack Snyder's Justice League, we are in agreement that this movie is as long as it is because they the the cinematic universe did not take the time to give these characters the introductions that they need to have. And Zach's not and, and and like which would have been better done in their own movies or even even I don't know even have like a just a you could have had a Batman movie and had the Flash in that like in the way that you had Wonder Woman in this basically a Batman movie but it's Batman I don't know it was done it was executed poorly even so, so I mean I would I would say even even if you give him that which you do yeah. there's still a lot in here that didn't need to be in. that and the, and that's fair but that is. But I think that that is solely because they were like, you have the keys to give out like, like this is the not this isn't even the director's cut. I was this is say, like this the, is like this the, is first first yeah. go like like this is absolutely everything because even in director's cuts, 
there are still deleted scenes. There yeah. are still things that did not make it into the movie. Um, this is this is not that. <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. So there is. So I agree that there's stuff that absolutely didn't need to be there, and and I and I know like you know like that Icelandic that entire three minute song yeah. of the Icelandic girls singing to Aquaman that didn't need to be there, and that Joker sequence at the end was was really bad and didn't need to be there. And also, there's a lot of this movie that is particularly the epilogue, the basically the entire epilogue, which is like 25 minutes, is like entirely dedicated to setting up a thing that we know is not going to happen <laughs> like, we'll it's like i th- i'm i'm not i'm not entirely sure that warner brothers won't revisit this whole concept i guess that's fair but, but like but it's 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 crazy yes. to be doing it right now like you could like none of this stuff needs to happen right like right, it, exactly. so it's like it didn't so so there is a lot of fluff with that said I do think what this movie does better than the others, like, like, like we were just talking about how I don't with, like, I really don't understand the character motivations of like anything in the last two movies. Like a lot of them just don't make sense. This one, I do get it. Like this one, even though you didn't really establish Batman well, and you didn't establish Batman's ideology well in the other, in the last movie, like I understand now that he feels remorse and he feels he has to like, basically fix what he did which was oh shit we didn't even talk about superman dying do you know how superman could have done that and not died chuck the spear he could have thrown the spear or he could have given it to wonder woman who wouldn't have been weakened by its presence and like she could have stabbed it but anyway so batman feels really guilty because he's like i'm the one that killed superman which in a way kind of is because he created that spear um but and also, but I mean, he could have also just volunteered to stab the doomsday. But anyway, so I understand that he's feels bad, and he's like, I have to create a team of people to just to defend the world. There's another, um, yeah. Batman is he like is very wary. He's like, there's trouble brewing. And it's all based on these dream sequences. He's like, there's trouble brewing, but there's like no nothing has happened yet right. that would support the idea that like something's going to go wrong. He is, of course, end up being right in the end, but like, it's a little, it's a little weird how like urgent he is about doing this when, like I said, there's no clear danger. Right. But then you have, you know, Steppenwolf come in. I think the mother boxes are like the, the this is so you in, in your in, in your review on letterbox i did think this was very funny where you're like not thanos needs to find the not infinity stones right that's so like and like and that is really what it is and the thing that is like annoying is that they also then threw in this anti-life equation thing which then makes the mother boxes seemingly useless like right. and it's like well what like and you didn't explain what the anti-life equation is like like only comic book fans that have yeah. done the research, or if you like look, had you have to look it up. Like it never tells you what it is. Like, but there's some like dialogue that basically implies that like, look, the, get the boxes if you can. But if you don't get the boxes, it's really not such a big deal. Right. Really, what we need is the anti-life equation. We're not going to be taking questions about it at this time. <laughs> exactly, and that's a a terrible way to uh, to set up your like the entire motivation for the antagonist. <laughs> like, right? And so, 
But like, and that's the other thing is that like the main antagonist of this movie is not that guy. It's like his his boss, his underling. Yeah. yeah, And there's like, it's not even that. It's like the guy below him. There's like, there's another guy in between Darkseid and Steppenwolf. The uh, Assad. Assad, yes, Desad. Desad. Um, so it's like a little. It, it makes it, it it devalues it a little bit because it's like. Like you said, the main motivation is superseded by this other thing, which is more powerful and more important. And the main villain is the like the middle manager of this McDonald's, right? And we can't get to the owner, you know, right. until the next movie or the movie after that. So it's uh, that I think is is a little bit of a a failure. I and and I do agree with that. With that said, I do think that, like, the motivations of everybody kind of... I think the way that they worked with the chain of command, I think, like, worked. But, like, like because Steppenwolf, he's like, I need to get these boxes. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I also found the anti-life thing, so I can tell him about that. But, like, I still need to get these boxes. And then when he dies, the other guy's like, well, we don't even need the boxes, because now I know that the anti-life equations there. So like later on in a future film that may or may not ever happen, yeah. we'll, we'll come back. I like, so, like Steppenwolf by the way. I, yeah, I, I don't, I thought he was cool. I, I saw a lot of people on the internet were like talking about the spiky armor. Oh, have, have I you, thought that was cool. I liked the spikes. Oh, have you not seen the difference? I, so I have seen, he doesn't have the spikes, right? He's just yeah. wearing like an outfit. Yeah. Um, I have seen the difference, yes. Okay, okay, cool. But, like, I've seen people talk about it, and I mean, some people made jokes about it or whatever. I thought, it, like I said, I thought it looked cool. I like the spikes. And I he, thought it looked cool, too. He I has a big, really sick. big battle axe, and he slices people up with it. A battle axe is a good weapon. I I thought Steppenwolf, like I said, the issue with Steppenwolf isn't anything with Steppenwolf. There is one issue. but um, What is that issue? The issue is the betrayal angle. He he's it's implied that he betrayed Darkseid in some way, and I didn't view it as that. What made you think it was a betrayal? He said, "I'm sorry, I betrayed you," or something like that. Oh, I oh, there's a I missed that. there's a point where he <laughs> I says, watched this twice and I missed. There that. you go. He <laughs> says there's a there's a couple of lines where he says something to the effect of like, "I need to repent for my betrayal" or something like that. I, I thought he needed to. I mean, in my head, and maybe you're completely right. I just thought that he had. Previously failed him in some I, way. I thought it had been and, implied that he, because they they say you owe him fifty thousand more worlds, which I thought was like because he had turned against Darkseid, but then he came back. Maybe um, interesting. But to me, I think that like it, that's just like a couple of lines of dialogue. Right. It's like why why don't you go into this more? Because like I thought, well, what if this guy turns against this guy, and what if that's because that's, that's like, I thought, like a logical place to take it. Was like, halfway through, Steppenwolf is like, fuck this. You guys are mean to me. And I have to get 50,000 more worlds after I already got 100,000. I'm going to team up with the Justice League. And I'm going to battle the other guy. And then that cuts the chain of command down by one. And then once you kill Dasad, then you set up the final confrontation with the other guy. But that, of course, does not happen and nothing ever comes of the fact that this guy betrayed or failed his master. Right. It, it, and that's that's fair. But I do like the action in this. It's I good. like it a lot. Yeah. I like I think that it's done 
incredibly well. When Black Suit Superman happened, Pretty I cool, yeah. freaked the fuck out. And it, it, I was like, the big to me, the big thing about these movies that, like, the big thing that's cool is to watch Cyborg kick the bad guy into Wonder Woman, who hits him up into Superman who spikes him like a volleyball and you get like a nice combo attack and then you switch it up and now Batman uses a gadget and this time Superman sets up Wonder Woman for the big attack. Right. Lovely. I love yeah. that. And and, and, and when that happened at the end and then Steppenwolf yeah. got his head fucking yeah, chopped off. Yeah, Wonder Woman decapitates Steppenwolf. That was bad. Pretty, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I, uh, and like that's that to me is the thing that you get here is all you get all the boys together you get everyone and uh, you, you let them go nuts you just let them have some fun and uh, work together you get the nice combo attacks and uh, I think that, that that's pretty good yeah and so so I mean my takeaway from this movie was that, that I did enjoy it and I and I didn't mind all the extra fluff I understand that as a person that doesn't want that. Yeah, I get that. This is a is a it's a lot. It's a it's an ask and, to watch yeah, to watch four hours think, when it doesn't need to be that. Yeah, I think that like this is one where like I think that Snyder's vision of superheroes is like that they are not human. They're gods. They're ascended or something. And like Marvel, that that's like a clear. To me, that's like the clear difference between this and Marvel. Marvel makes an active effort to like, and I think the humor is a big part of that, to like make these people more human and to make you relate with them. And I think that like having them be gods is something, right? Something interesting. But I, I feel like it's a little unexplored and something that it's not quite, it's like, so what? What does that mean for me? Because like, it, the thing is, if like, you can't connect it to the real world. And I feel like the only thing your movie can be about is like, what if Superman was real? And it's like, I mean, that's cool, I guess, but I feel like it, it's just not really very much to it. No. Yeah. And it does. And, and it, it does mean like the only thing that you can really have at this point is things from other worlds, which, which I do agree with you that it gets like, I think it gets old fast. Mm -hmm. I think that that's what is interesting about Marvel is like most of the villains aren't aliens. Like most of them are like a guy. Dudes. Yeah. yeah. Like and, some, some guy who's mad. Right. And I, and I think that that, and I think that works. And then when you do that enough, I think you can have like a good alien thing happen where it's like, Hey, this is now the thing that happened, but like it doesn't, but, but Marvel also did it in a way particularly in the cinematic universe where it's like hey like the alien Kane and then you won after that and then it went back to like it didn't like up the ante where like well this is where the bar's at now it like went back down where it's like now like men are fucking with shit again or like just your average guy um and I and I like that where like with DC because You've, they're like this god status. It's like you can only have other world guys. Like the Joker would not last a minute right, in like right. in it's like against a, Superman. Like he'll kill him so fast. Uh, so, do you watch Naruto? No. So I also don't watch Naruto. Okay. <laughs> but my brother watches Naruto, and he explained a problem that Naruto has to me, which is similar to this, which is that in, in so Naruto they're like ninjas who fight. And they progressively get more powerful, and essentially, uh, there, there comes this point where it's like they are 
like colliding with solar systems and shit because like like you said you can't you can't go back down you can't have him blow up the sun in order to kill this guy and then stop a petty criminal right yeah you you've ascended past that you and you can't return back down or else you're like not in the same vein and it's not as exciting so you have to right. continue escalating and that's like like you said what what happens with the aliens you right. can't you got it now you have to it has to be the fate of the world because if it's not the fate of the world or the universe all existence and all life everywhere no matter what it's like well that's boring right, right. so you can't have superman stop you know like save a, a kitty from a tree yeah i'm super i'm a god i'm the god of this planet so the, and like that like i said on the one hand i think that's lame but on the other hand it's like that is fundamentally different than what marvel does than right. their conception of superheroes and it's like well so what so now where do we go from here what does that mean right and that's like in in particularly when you do the thanos thing like they went from thanos to mysterio and mysterio is just a guy but like what mysterio did was he can like he used science and like crazy gadgets or whatever to project like images of what is seemingly like these sorry this is spoilers for spider-man far from home but he uses like images to project like these big alien type things destroying cities okay. or whatever but it was all it's all an illusion it's all fake so but he makes spider-man think that and then he like uses that as a way to set up spider-man make spider-man look like the bad guy so it's like they i think he but it's like at the end of the day it's just a guy it's just a guy using technology fucking with people right and like i think that that's like probably one of the few cases where like you can have literally thanos snapping half of the universe away and then bring it back to something grounded but like now the guy has to use what's his you know available resources and science and stuff to like make things appear worse but it's still just a guy you didn't go to like oh well now it's always alien invasions because that would be boring and i think that i think that's cool so for sure i like marvel and dc yeah. is fine but they uh they really they just really there's really, some they really flubbed this yeah there's some a number of of poor decisions made i uh i i saw this this post on reddit about the guy who manages the colorado rockies and so baseball is like a game it's like a lot about money and so like a lot of teams can't afford to have good players and so there's this assumption the colorado rockies are very bad yeah and there's this yep. assumption that the issue is that well i lived in denver okay and yeah. i know and i know a lot about this guy okay so, so you're familiar i am yes. familiar yeah, yeah well he sucks yes. is the long story short but <laughs> it, the the idea a lot that a lot of people have is you get sort of a quick glance is that oh they're not a money team and so they can't afford it but if you look they spend a ton of money and none of the players ever turn out right. it's like constantly spending money on the wrong guys and it never works out and it's like, there comes a point when it's like, okay, we got to, you know, maybe try and think of something else here because this is not working. And so, like, I think that that DC could have used someone who's going to perhaps reassess he does the also, fate of the uh, universe. Yeah. He does also spend a lot of money on, like, useless shit. Like, that stadium, beautiful. Yeah. Gorgeous. He's very much in the... If people come to the games, our team will get better, right. which is like not how that works. <laughs> you have to no, like, yeah, you have to like, pay, you have to pay 
for the team. Yeah, you have to scout and, then, and like, the farm like, team and the coaches yeah. and so, yeah. But yeah, so I think that that's all I have to say about the Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, I you know I think I'm pretty harsh on these movies, but I feel like I'm harsh because I feel like Zack Snyder wants them to be taken seriously, and I don't feel like they it, are elevated it's earned that to that level and that's and i think that that's completely fair so i think that's fair yeah i think i was harsh in my initial review that was something i wanted to tell you in my initial <laughs> review of justice league i still i stand by the rating but i said something that i think is not true and that is that this movie shouldn't have been made and i'm going to walk that back because i don't i the thing is i think that like the last Jedi and the reaction to the last Jedi is like one of the worst things that happened to modern cinema. And I tried to connect that to this and I just don't think that they are the same. No. So I think that in retrospect, it's particularly when the movie ends and for autumn comes across the screen, it's like, okay, that's nice. It's nice. Yeah. It's, it's nice. I don't hate Zack Snyder. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm glad that Zack Snyder got to be happy. So yeah. I, I, I think that there was a degree of harassment, a degree of being mean to people that got made here, but it's not the, the issue is that this doesn't really have much bearing on the future of stuff. It's just yeah. like a nice thing that happened in a nutshell. Right. Whereas I think that the last Jedi and the response to it indicate that the star Wars franchise is going to, I think suffer some artistic problems in the future, but this, I don't think necessarily means that. So that was one thing that I wanted to say. That was, that was, I think not fair of me to say that, That's, that it shouldn't have been made. I, th I think that it's, it's good that this came out and that Zack Snyder got to be happy and that we got to have a better version of, Justice League. Yeah. So I will I will walk that back. Okay. I, I'm glad to hear you say that. I, I just wasn't even... I was purposefully not going to uh, steer the conversation towards that. Because I was like, I didn't want to get yeah, into it. So I I'm glad that you've had a change yeah, of heart. Yeah. On that specifically. I do <laughs> yeah. think, like I said, as a movie, I think it's still flawed. But that that thing particularly, like I said, my the thing is, in my head, I connected it with Star Wars. And, and as I thought about it, I, I sort of did come to the conclusion... It's not really like that. No, yeah. And, and, you know, I think that we eventually will have a big Star Wars podcast one time. Sure. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I, as much as I enjoyed J.J. Abrams' Episode 7, and he clearly had an idea for Episode 8 that Ryan Johnson did not do. Yeah. And then, like, I just, th there is a part of me that also, even despite, I mean, I like 8, I do. I like episode seven more and I like episode nine more, but like, I still like eight, but I, and I like what we got with nine, but it's like, they had a plan too, that they just immediately like weekend, the opening weekend, they backtracked, like Colin Trevorrow was going to do episode nine and he had, he had a script, he had everything. And it like actually worked with what episode eight did. And like, it was all, it was a, it was a story that yeah. could have happened, but because of the harsh reaction, Kathleen Kennedy was like, nope. "Oh, we got it. We got it. it yeah. Back and they, yeah, yeah." And so, and so that I, 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 I am upset that that happened. I don't think that should have happened, and that did happen, and that sucks. Um, and and I agree that you know, I, I, it's 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 interesting though because, and maybe this is a conversation we have on another podcast, but like Disney has 
they have they run such a tight ship with Marvel. Yeah. Like you don't hear about this yeah. with Marvel. When there are duds in Marvel, they're like, well, it doesn't matter. We have eight movies that we're exactly. playing. Like right, with right. but with Star Wars, they don't have that same kind of like structure or power structure or however it works. I don't know how it works. Yeah. But like it's like I don't know how you don't have that with Star Wars, but you do have it with Marvel, and that's confusing. But and it's like, you can't then be like, well, Disney's the problem. Because it's like, I don't think Disney's the problem. Because I don't think that would happen with Marvel. I think it's a Star Wars issue. And whoever's running the Star Wars division. But I'm not sure as to, like, I have no idea. Yeah, I it's tough know. to say. I don't know exactly like like, you said, how it works. Like, if, like, people hated Ryan the Last Dragon the way they hated Episode Eight, Like... I don't think Disney's being like, oh, well, we're going to change all Disney princess movies from here right, on. Right, it's never like, going to be the same. Yeah, yeah like, it, so it's like, it's very, I think it's a very specific thing that people are saying it's like a whole Disney thing, but I really don't. I'm not saying I love Disney and I think Disney's fantastic and they deserve to be praised. That's not what I'm saying. But it's like, I think that some people's anger is misguided. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, with that said, overall, this is the we I didn't mention this at the top of the show, but this is our franchise film freaks segment. Sure, this was the franchise we did, so we got to rate it. So Jacob, what would you rate this? I'm gonna say a five. Okay, I'm gonna say a five, and I think that realistically, on the whole, it's like I said, pretty watchable and a decent movie. Series, like I said, and 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 realistically, I think that there's much worse things you could do. You know, these aren't these aren't painful. You know, I I think I would rather watch four hour Justice League than like Texas Chainsaw Six. Yeah. So like, (laughs) you know, I mean, like I said, I think it's got flaws, but I do think that enough of it works and it is entertaining enough that like. I don't know. Like I said, it's like a five, but it's like sort of an affectionate five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's fair. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. I, you know, I will take that affectionate five <laughs> and just make it a six. Okay. I'll say it's a six. Like I, I think, I think Batman versus Superman's like a six, but like, it's really like a four, but like it, it's got enough things that I like it's about it that makes charm. it right. Like, right. and then, and then man of steel, I like less and then justice league, I like more. So then I'll just will average it. I'll say it's a six, but it is, I do think it's very watchable, you know, like of, of all of the franchises we've done, if I had to watch them all in their entireties, like I, I don't know how many I would take over, over. like, like, you know, I, I would probably take Jurassic park or park. Like I liked, like even though like four and five like or Jurassic it's, World and Jurassic It's kind of a similar like, vibe, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like even though those last two are just kind of pretty god awful, like they're still fun. Like right, I'll still yeah. watch them. Like yeah. they're not like the worst movie of all time. I had more fun watching those than like I did like Texas Chainsaw six or whatever. Yeah, brutal. You know, like, yeah. like so there were eight of those movies. Like, <laughs> Ooh, like man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In retrospect. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad choice. It's all good though, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's okay. But but yeah, so so I so I had fun. I do think Zack Snyder is a. I do think he's an interesting director, and I think he's an interesting guy for sure to talk about. I, and I'm kind of, you know, I've never seen 300. I have seen Watchmen. I do like Watchmen a so lot. So 300 is interesting because 
I've heard that that one is vaguely homoerotic as well. Interesting. So I, I'm, you know, Zach, <laughs> just, just give me the gay sex scene. Just, just you know, just because that's, I thought that's what going to happen to Batman Superman. Although Bat, Superman is monogamous, so he might, he probably wouldn't have gotten to. Oh, okay. So Zack Snyder said some shit. He has since said some shit. This is the worst part about, I think, modern Oh, and they comment on their, like, the J.K. Rowling thing? Yeah. And so Zack Snyder said some shit that is, like, stupid. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now I'm excited. Okay. (laughs) Before we leave, I'll tell you the shit that he said. Okay. So, you know, there was the pregnancy test, right? And Lois Lane oh, to be pregnant. Oh, that's right. I did forget about that. Okay. Right. So he's confirmed that she was pregnant. What the twist to that was supposed to be. Is that it's Batman. Right? Is that it's Batman. Yeah. I, rem- I remember. So I read an article about the Snyder Project, this long form piece in Vanity Fair. And I remember that was something that Warner Brothers was like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you can you cannot have... Batman, get Lois Lane pregnant. You cannot do it. We will not let you do that. <laughs> and then he did it. <laughs> he did it. He didn't. He did he, it. He, yeah, it's he, never. It's just the, all that's shown is a pregnancy test. So, yeah. so yes and no. But yeah. But like there was that. What else? What else? I feel like there was another thing. Maybe it was just that. I don't know. But like that. That annoyed me, and I was just like, "God damn what? it, man!" <laughs> That's like, so funny, like though. <laughs> this is like if you're never gonna do another DC project, it's because you're like after they finally yeah, let you have there. it. It's because like, you're like, "Hey." That was Batman. Yeah, exactly. That's... <laughs> like, that's going to be the thing that makes them not let you do it again. Yeah, he's going to, like, tweet in a, in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and... Cyborg and the Flash are gay. Right. Know? Like, and... And DC's like, what, dude? Huh? <laughs> and he was like, no, this is my vision. That was Lex gonna be in Luthor just... is actually Superman's brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he's also Kryptonian, which yeah. is crazy because he didn't realize he was Kryptonian. And yeah, so so that's that's the thing that I hate about like the modern age is like these directors or, or cre- creative artists or whatever yeah, they're like comment on that, yeah, yeah they're like this is the art piece and now I'm gonna tell you all of the things as it comes into my head like I mean I guess Zack Snyder like he had a vision where like they were like no yeah <laughs> where like it's a little different than J.K. Rowling that just like decides shit twenty years later and then says it but like. Nobody should be allowed to do that. Yeah. I think, like, I don't care if it's your art. Like, at a yeah, point, no, when, when you release it, it's that's that's it's it. ours. Like, yeah. it's yeah. <laughs> no, I actually, th- I think that's true. I, yeah. I, I mean, like, and if if the studio like stopped you from doing something, and you do want to release like a director's cut later on down the road, whatever. Yeah. But like, don't don't also be like, hey, but in this director's cut. Just know if I would, if I was allowed to do yeah. it, I would have made Batman. I would have put a Batman and Lois Lane sex scene. Like that's one hundred percent what I would have done. Um, so just think about that now. Um, so I, so yeah, so I hate that. So, <laughs> but aside from that, I think that I we've covered just about everything. There you go. So, um, something that I don't say enough. I think people should. Go on Twitter, and they should write about us. We're at That's Canon Pod on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. And you know what? Follow us you on know Twitter. what you can do if you want? Talk shit. Yeah. You Say can talk at shit. That's Canon. You suck. Yeah. You're trash. 
I hate this podcast. Yeah. Batman vs. Superman is a masterpiece. And I love Mark Wahlberg. And I would never beef with him. And I would never beef with Trippy Red. And Barack Obama, I don't like him. So, and, I, and he shouldn't pay you a million dollars for an episode. Yeah, tweet him yeah. and tell him that tweet you should. both of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah but like, tell him, tell at Barack Obama, I think that's his at his Twitter. I, I don't assume know that to... he ha- he's in possession of that one. Yeah, would like be my guess. At, at Barack Obama, uh, stop paying the yeah. at that's canon pod guys a million dollars an episode. That's ridiculous. Their podcast sucks. Yes, like do that. Yeah. So like like us on Facebook. Share us. Share the podcast. We're on Spotify. We're everywhere. Um, but let's uh, let's get the word out. Let's get the word out, guys. So. Let's keep it going more than what Brock does for us. Because Brock does a lot, trust yeah, me. Yeah, we appreciate that. And we do, Secret but it, would be, detail, it yes. would be nice to have some more Twitter followers. It'd be nice to have some more Facebook likes. Yes. It'd be nice to just have some general more listeners. So tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your brother, your sister. This is a great dad podcast. This is a great dad Dads podcast. Dads love us. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, confirmed. I'm a godfather. There you go. The the a dad da- the, a dad himself. Yeah. Here, uh, yes. The dad of my goddaughter likes this show. Wow. So there you go. You know, this is the word dad podcast. Yes. That's dad's canon dads podcast. Dads and big brothers. That's dads and this, big brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening. I I've been your host, Jack. I'm still your host, Jacob. And we are signing off. Thanks, guys.